Yo, it's 50th episode. Um, I'll get into that in a second, but first, there's some upcoming shows that Pat Ray wants me to tell you about. February 4th, The Standby, Koopa Kid, Map the Park, and Bombastic Dream Pussy at Pat's house. Uh, February 6th is an acoustic show featuring Thank You, I'm Sorry, Ness Lake, uh, Boyfrienders, Something Missing, also at Pat's house, aka Button and Bell's Music Box. Uh, February 8th is Colin Ship and Sail's birthday show. Uh, Ship and Sail, Young Ritual, Holy Profane, Big Vic, and then In a Daydream, I'm going to be playing a solo set there at Button and Bella's, also Pat's house. Uh, February 9th is Mover Shaker, Nice, uh, Bombastic Dream Pussy, Boyfrienders, and Dogleg at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck. Um, so yep, those are all coming up. Check one out. This episode is fucking crazy. It was uh, on site at the Summit Shack. We had Origami Angel, Equipment, Team, Parkway in Columbia, my band played. Um, it was Equipment's EP release show, and it was over a month ago, and I wanted to make the 50th episode special, so the timing didn't work out perfectly, but I've been sitting on this episode for a while wanting to release it, so I'm really excited that you guys finally get to hear it, and I I haven't listened to it since it happened, so I'm kind of curious to... I talked to so many people um, that I don't really remember all of them, but... I know this episode was a lot of fun, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. Share it. Okay, yeah, now we're going. Hello, how's it going? So what was your name again? I'm Sam, and I am one of the singers for the band Sheem. I'm currently eating a shawarma. <laughs> it's awesome. What are the ingredients on that shawarma? I'm just kidding. Well, there's definitely beef, hummus. We usually do like a hummus, like a shawarma breakdown to start the podcast then we get into like politics religion and then we start talking about music usually see those are all important (laughs) conversations we must discuss i I say that to people like it's their first time coming on they're like wait really i'm like no dude i'm not gonna talk about that shit don't worry (laughs) oh my god so i was ready (laughs) so when you say like uh you're a clown and the band is afraid to have you talking on podcasts have you have had blunders in the past uh (laughs) You could say that. Um, I I personally feel like sometimes I may speak a little too quick uh, for me okay. to really think about it. Yeah, this is coming from Sean, who plays drums in the band and also lives with Sam and spends every moment of his life with him. Every moment, wow. Every moment. Um, every kiss you Sam definitely speaks before he thinks. He speaks too quickly. He doesn't think about the words he's saying. But for this, I will definitely take my time. Well, yeah, I mean, I have millions of listeners worldwide, so Uh-oh. make sure you uh, mind your P's and Q's. Millions. <laughs> well, hey, we you, you swarm, you lose. That's, that doesn't rhyme. You swarm, you lose. <laughs> yeah, my, my idea was just to uh, hopefully in between sets, like, get people come in and do it. I really love the fact that, like, not everybody knows what I'm doing. So some people just look at me and they're like, that dude's just sitting on a couch. With a microphone, yeah. Oh, you were briefed? I've, I've never seen this happen at a show before. Yeah, dude. I mean, I uh, I started it because I just feel like bands didn't have a good platform in, in the DIY to like really promote who they are as people. Like, They have the whole promoting their music down really well, but I feel like there's not a lot of conversation about the music. And uh, Absolutely. I just wanted, you know like a long form sort of format that's not an interview that feels forced and you know obligatory 
before bands can like actually show their followers like who they are and like what their music's about rather than just like trying to get attention with memes and shit which also works and there's merit to that memes. <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not bashing it oh for sure but i just felt like there was something missing yeah yeah i definitely appreciate that that framing that philosophy behind it um yeah and i don't think there's anything comparable that's going on, on the east coast personally i don't know i haven't I haven't seen nor heard of anything similar going on with, with that well, sort of philosophy behind it. Yeah, and that's kind of promising. I mean, not that I need to have a monopoly on it or anything like that, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's cool to think that, like, I'm getting in on the ground floor of something, I guess. I feel like what, more what I'm trying to say is that you just have a, a more unique approach. Like you have a very... Um, you have a defined vision of what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely other podcasts that are just, I think fun i guess maybe they don't yeah. have like a fleshed out and they're absolutely like that. i mean i'm not too huge into the podcast world so yeah. i'm probably the wrong person to talk to but there are at least other podcasts that i've heard of that are involving diy bands yeah yeah, yeah. DIY there's one it's like uh our emo the reddit podcast mm. i know them I, I i talked to them before um like we did a podcast together one time oh. and yeah. then there's uh but they're kind of they have like some DIY bands that get like some of the bigger ones, um, but they're more like the, the emo scene at large. Whereas I try to get more than just that, you know. I try to focus on like just the DIY, like people who are doing it themselves, regardless of genre. Like naturally, it's a lot of emo bands because I play in one, you know. But if like a, if I meet a promoter or a photographer or somebody else that like does something that or like someone who does album art you know i'd want to have them on too because i like to show like the whole scene like all the people sure. who like you know make it work or whatever yeah and this has been diy shawarmas <laughs> diy shawarmas oh i have the shawarma i don't i have no idea what the difference is um falafel is like a chickpea it's oh vegan. okay it's a fried Does shawarma chickpea? refer to the sauce um, this is quality content, by the way. It's like how the meat is prepared. Don't quote yeah. That, it's similar to a falafel. I'm definitely going to timestamp this so people know, like, you know, in the description, like, if you want to hear the difference between falafel and shawarma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to, like, three minutes, 45 seconds. Oh, yeah. And maybe that'll be the only description I put. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... Podcast I, always starts. This podcast always starts at just like random ass times. Yeah, I feel like my favorite, um, like shawarma ingredient would usually be lamb. Usually, if it's, lamb? If it's um, offered. However, would you say that this is the official food of Cheem? Lamb? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say like fruit gushers. Fruit gushers. The Merrick Canteen in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Shout out. Yes. It's, yeah, it's this place called the Merrick Canteen the it's Merrick in Bridgeport, Canteen. Connecticut. And it is some of the best food I've ever had at 3 in the morning. Guy Fieri went there. Guy Fieri? Fieri? Yeah. Fieri. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, are, uh, what are some of your guys' influences musically? That's a uh, good question. Well, Thanks. So I had some shawarma. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the everyone in the band stems from 
a different musical background. I can kind of hear that because I've listened to your music. And oh, word. I can kind of see that. Yeah, we all... If I'd, I'd probably say like everyone has different artists that influence the way that they perform in the group. Yeah. Um, okay. And even if there's like one person that writes a song, every yeah. member of the band still brings their influences. Their, yeah. Okay. To the the the, the recording. Um, me personally, um, when I look at like vocalists, I'd probably say, um, oh man, what's his name from the band Incubus? Brad, Brandon Boyd. Oh, okay. Um, in addition to that, Justin Timberlake and uh, Frank Ocean are oh, okay. three of my like influential vocalists. I really, really liked uh, 2020 Experience. JT. Oh, my I was, God. I was a sucker for that. We dude. were listening to In the Car. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. My favorite song is Tunnel Vision. Oh, dude. It's so good. That, I know you like. So good. The thing is, we would just like... I remember back in college tailgating, we would put that record on just start to finish. So I don't know the songs by their names. I just okay. I just know that record. Okay. I just know I really really like it. When I was in high school, my brothers and I used to listen to that record front to back. So I completely Dude, feel it's you. So good. It's it so took good. me like the initiative to like go out and listen to it in my own to really figure out the song titles. Yeah. You never know where this podcast is going to go. You're now right. We're, now we're on JT. Oh, um, Sean, you want to list your influences? I mean, I would say the range of influences in Sheem's music is just really bizarre. You know, like, just like sitting in a car. Want to hold my... <laughs> in my shawarma. <laughs> just like sitting in the car, like what we listen to in the, in the freaking car. Like, at any moment, it could be like metal. You know, like yeah. some of us have really been into like Meshuggah, Animals as Leaders. Like, oh, yeah. Isis, Tosin like, Abasi, dude. Intronaut, yeah, Chan, like shit like that. Yeah. Mastodon. Um, or, you know, we're listening to like Erica Badu, mm-hmm. right? Or, I don't know, today we listened to like Marty Robbins, but that that honestly came from Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> Marty Robbins. Um, but yeah, we listen to a whole Street. different lot of music. Whole, whole lot. And I don't know if it all it comes through. Like, I feel like with the way that I approach team, I, I add a lot of like the metal. Like what do you play in there? I play drums. You play drums? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I play drums. So I don't know. I grew up listening to like a lot of like progressive music, like prog rock and prog metal. Oh, so. sweet, sweet. That's always how I've approached drumming personally. But do you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you know Closure in Moscow? Oh, yeah. I've heard of Closure I in Moscow. Love Closure yeah. Moscow. They're from Australia, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That or New Zealand. I can't remember. One of those. Yeah. Over, over there. Yeah. But yeah, when down under. Whenever you said yeah, prog really rock, cool. they're I was super like, yeah. as well. They have cool vocals. Yeah, their vocalists being really good. Dude, when yeah. I saw them live at Warp Tour, the uh, singer had like a cape on, like a big like Whoa. silver like uh, <laughs> silver cape. It looked like something you'd get at Claire's. I'm into like it. Like that silver sort of like plasticky looking stuff. And then he would only sing. And then in between songs, when he would talk, he put this crazy voice modulator on. Oh, neat. And like, like pretended yeah, to be an extended. alien from outer yeah. space. Like closure in Moscow is descended <laughs> upon you. Oh, and then brutal. like, it made no sense. And then go Spoiler straight to our songs. set. I do use a vocal processing pedal. You talk really close. To yeah, I do too. But like I was having so many issues with the mic in there that it was just feeding back constantly. So I took the pedal out and then it was a little bit better. But what do you use? it's just a little uh, TC Helicon mic mechanic. Yeah, it's just a little bit of pitch, correct, pitch correction. And I love that like it has a little gain knob too. So like if the if the sound guys shorten me, I can just crank a little bit, and then you can program it too to like uh, have delay and reverb and stuff like that. 
I'm trying to think fun. of like shows where, like, you know, you said the singer of Closure in Moscow was wearing a cape. Yeah, like, yeah. Shows that I've been to where whoever was playing was just like super, like extra in their like performance, and you like just like wouldn't expect it. I um saw this artist last year by the name of Kieran J. Callanan. Yeah, if you know him, he had a song that like blew up because it was a meme. It's called Big Enough. <laughs> it's called Big Enough. It's a really, really good song, but everybody knows it for the part um, in the music video where there's like this cowboy who's like screaming and hitting all these high notes. Yeah. Um, you've probably seen the meme. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not going to imitate I'm not a, a part of the song. Um, but I saw him live, and this artist opened called Faux Real, like F A U X Faux Real. Yeah. And they. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. I thought that was clever. But their music, they were like. They looked like twins. I don't know if they were necessarily related, but they were. They looked exactly the same. And they yeah. were dressed in like spandex-ish like kind of shit and like sequins oh yeah I was really really into it they were going hard and like they had choreography because they weren't really they played instruments but they also had a lot of backing tracks going on yeah 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 gave them like a little bit more freedom to move around who's this guy uh, who's the guy from the talking heads Uh, David Byrne yeah Yeah. I, I saw David Byrne live one time oh hell yeah and uh it was just speaking of like choreography and like I would love to see him live and like all the speakers and amps, everything was off stage, mm-hmm. so you couldn't see anything except for like him and like, whatever he was playing. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of dancers and stuff. It was like a performance art. Piece. Oh hell yeah! Where did you see him? Uh, it was at the Bourbon and Beyond Festival in Louisville. Cool, it was a couple of years Kentucky? ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him. Then Lenny Kravitz was on the other one, and then John Mayer was on. Oh neat. Stage. Yeah, I, I have a weird like David Byrne story because he is actually from the city where I currently live, which is Providence, Rhode Island. Oh okay. Yeah, I think the Talking Heads formed at. At Rhode Island School of Design, RISD. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I have a friend, his name's Zach Zolo. If he'll, he'll probably listen to this because he's a Cheem fan, um, but uh, he ran into David Byrne just like on the Massachusetts commuter rail. Like, he was coming home wow. from high school one day, just like coming home from school, and was going home on the train, just you know, a few towns over, walking down the train, and David Byrne was sitting right there. Wow. And he, he asked him if he could sit next to him, and they just like sat next to each other and like geeked out. He was a fucking freshman in high school. Wow. How does that? How does that happen? You know? That's so sweet. Okay. Looked like this band just finished. I have to load in my drum equipment. Oh, sweet, dude. It was no really problem. nice talking to you. Yeah, dude. It was nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah. I should hand off the mic. Ryland? <laughs> Ryland, everybody. Cop a squat. What's up? Your name's Ryland? Yeah, my name's Ryland. I'm Brian. Nice to meet you, Ryan. Nice to Brian. Brian. Yeah. Okay. You know Shit. Yeah, no, you're it's close very enough, close. Dude. Yeah. Sorry, my... And you're, are you it's also in Cheem? I'm not in Cheem. I'm in Origami Angel. Oh, are yeah. you? Cheem is going to set up now, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. What do you play? I play guitar and I sing in Origami Angel. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, I really, really dig your uh, this, all of it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it, yo. I haven't listened to the uh, the new record all the way through yet, but I listened to... Uh, Whatever the first single was off of it. 24 Hour Drive-Thru? Yeah, that song yeah. rips, dude. Thank you so much, Joe. absolutely fucking rips. I appreciate I it. I love it. Um, that, like, the first time I listened to that when it was when I realized that, like, what the bill was going to be. Oh, yeah. I reached out to Connor. I was like, hey, dude, I'm trying to do a, a 50th episode show Word. for the podcast, and I want my band to play. And he's like, okay, well, these bands are playing this date. Can you play that? And I was like, sure. I heard your guys' name before. Just, yeah. Like, on, you know, Instagram or whatever. And uh, I was like, oh, well, I better look into this. So I listened to your guys' stuff. I was just like, wow. Like, definitely, like, just I'm trying to think of, like, what it reminds me of. It's not really important. Like, you know what your influences are. It's yeah, not like that. Sort of. But I, it, I can tell that you guys probably listened to a lot of the same stuff that I did back in the Word. day. Hell yeah. Like, old school, 
fallout boy was something that like i kind of listened to um like old school like the punky stuff like fast yeah. pace yeah 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 but you guys do a lot more like mathy stuff yeah, sort of. Yeah, Which, not mathy necessarily, it, you know, like but like riffy, a lot of yeah. interesting transitions, like yeah. really frenetic pacing. Yeah, I think that that's the thing is like I I don't I don't know much about like musical like textures like or like how to like define like genre blending stuff like that Same. because I hear a lot of math rock stuff, and to me that always used to be like uh like super weird changes in time signature yeah which like we ha- i have been in bands before that do shit like that so like that yeah. was like my kind of conception of what math rock was but like for gami it's like we kind of just like do like weird timed riffs within like four four usually or within a yeah. standard meter that's there for yeah. the song or if we'll switch a little bit but it's so i i don't i guess like people have been saying that so it must be true like people who classify as the mathy well i think like that's just like a, a generic like blanket statement for yeah. bands that do weird transitions. Yeah, I think it's like, like it's like a might not necessarily that, be math, but yeah, it's like it's got like a, a crossover appeal. Like like if there are those bands that are doing the cool riffs like that. Yeah, that like it has the appeal that math rock does too, sort of. Like, yeah, it's like it's got the crossover. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely yeah, I can for sure. Yeah, but I think it's fun you, stuff. You guys lean more towards like a. Like a melodic style, too. Like, I like to think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's, the, there's little t- like you know, tastes of the of the mathy quote unquote stuff sprinkled yeah. in, but it's more about like the hooks. Yeah, I definitely. I yeah, like. I think we were like kind of a hooks forward band, and it's really nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah, for yeah, that. yeah. Like I really a, enjoyed it. Um, so where you guys from DC, right? Yeah, we're from DC. We're cool. actually from uh this. We're from a suburban area right outside DC, uh, called PG County. It's a. Uh, okay. Right outside northeast and northwest DC, kind of, but mostly really? northeast. It's really sick. What's the? Because uh, we're kind of spoiled here. This uh, is sick. Oh, everyone came through. Good. Yeah, we're kind of spoiled here in Michigan. Well, not you're from Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Michigan, Ohio. You know this this scene kind of spoiled with a really really good scene. Like, what is it like down uh, near DC? Like, honestly, it's really cool. The thing that's really cool, I think, about the DC scene is that you kind of got like three or four different things going together that kind of like all rapping to the same thing so like you have like a scene in like college park maryland which is like around where we live and like stuff around there you also have a scene in like northern virginia Mm -hmm. and like which is like on the like Like southwest southeast yeah it's like arlington and alexandria stuff like that and like falls church has a really cool thing going on burke virginia has a lot of really cool things going on in northern virginia and then of course dc's has like such a tremendous history behind it in music and it continues to have really cool uh, shows always and uh, there's always dope stuff coming out of DC and it, I think it's really cool because now I'm starting to see those people blend over into like yeah. their, their respective scenes and it's kind of like you'll see people from Maryland at the Nova show which is cool because like that means yeah. they're driving 40 minutes to a show but that's still really epic right and same thing with like uh, like northern Maryland stuff like we play a place called Falston Maryland a lot which is like outside okay. of Baltimore and that's really sick I see those people come down to like DC area or northern Virginia area or college park area shows a lot and it's like it's really sick that I don't know I think we're starting to see like more people come and go for shows and it's really sick and I think there was like a transitional period where things are a little bit weird but I, I yeah. think the DC scene is really cool there are a lot of r- ridiculously good bands um, spanning a bunch of different genres like there's yeah. there's a really sick like DIY emo punk scene you know um, yeah. but there's yeah. also a really really amazing hardcore scene in oh, DC oh really um, yeah and just all the core adjacent. I mean, DC has been known for hardcore for a long time, but uh, it's still really sick 
in the mm. DC area. I, I didn't know that that was known for hardcore. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I do that. If I could be in one other band, like I have my own band, I got my own project, but if I could join someone else's, I would want to be a metal band. Metal band? Hardcore band. That's what's like, up. Every Time I Die type stuff. Word, like, yeah. Norma Jean where the guitar is just like really dissonant and just like all yeah. over the place type of shit. Yeah, I love shit like that. Oh yeah, dude. It's like, super Knocked Loose, I guess, is a newer yeah. one. I Knocked love that shit. Yeah, but yeah, like the DC hardcore scene is really sick. I have a lot of friends who are actually like part of both scenes and dip feed into yeah. both. And I go to hardcore shows. I also go to you know emo punk shows and all that. So it's like yeah. there's a lot to dive into in the DC community. Um, I don't know. It's a great arts community, and it, yeah. it's really cool. It's definitely different from like what we've experienced in the Midwest. Um, but I it's can our, see that it's, it's our own like thing in the city. So it's like uh, yeah, I don't know. I love it. When you're out there, do you play a lot of house venues, or is it like a lot of act, like paying venues, or it's, not that a, it's kind of a mix. Houses, but yeah. So like in the PG County area, we do more house venue shows, like because like it's a lot of college town areas and stuff. Okay. Um, the places that we play in like Northern Virginia have been like house shows and stuff like that. A couple times we played at like VFWs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then more DC proper, it's like a. It's more or less mostly venues or DIY spaces. Okay. Um, there used to be quite a bit more houses, but like as time has gone on, there a lot of people have like moved or. If people get older, move out, and then the new house has to sprout up yeah. somewhere. Well, yeah. and the thing that's interesting about DC is that you know it is one of the fastest uh, gentrifying cities in the United States. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's kind of like you know people come in with every administration. Yeah. People come in and. People who are have been local to DC for a long time keep getting pushed further southeast and southeast. And yeah, it's, um, it's an incredibly gentrified city. Um, it's changed so much in my lifetime alone. Detroit's starting to deal with that. I, yeah, I think that's just like every city in our yeah, country dude. now. And it's here, ridiculous. And um, it's kind of like a catch twenty two, like because usually like a city, especially Detroit, I've noticed like Detroit has been struggling for a long time. Yeah, and now it's making a resurgence, but. There's also people that, you know, talk about how gentrified it is. Yeah. But they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. In, in, a, in a weird way. Yeah. You know, it's a tough thing. It's yeah. Like, you know, that's just what I've noticed in D.C. is that, like... They go hand in hand, at least, yeah, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, they go hand know? in hand. It's kind of... It's shitty just because, like, I don't know. There's a lot of parts of the city that I've loved that are completely different when I was from when I was, like, eight nine yeah. years old that I used to go to a lot. And it's, like... I think people would throw a label on it as they're like nicer, quote unquote, now, or you know, yeah. they're like that DC is on the come up, you know, and shit like yeah. that. But it's like people like that explore that type of shit. It's like they don't really, I don't know. It's like they kind of exclude the other parts of the city that are yeah. the are victims of gentrification. You know, people are getting pushed into certain areas. So um, yeah, I can see that. So like, yeah, it's the thing. Is like, I guess the my original point I was trying to make is that so many people are continuing to come in, and it's a very like. The demographic of like Northwest Washington, um, in terms of like people that would be around the age of like throwing house shows and shit like yeah, that, yeah. they seem. It seems to me, at least, I don't. I think I've read some stuff about this. I don't know what the statistics are, but it's a lot of people that are like 24, 25 to like 35, and then they lived in DC for like 10 years and then they get the fuck out. Oh, okay. And it's like so moved out like, to suburbs or like somewhere to like stuff like that and like yeah. further away. I don't know. That's that's how it is for some people. You know, some people. It's also a very expensive city to live in. So I think some people. Yeah. Like. Will get a job, live in DC for like ten years, and then yeah. go do something else. I and can that, see that. It's it's hard Cash because their like check and get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard because like that has started to infiltrate a lot of the places. You could have house shows in DC. It's like, um, it's like the demographic there is shifted from what it was 
like even five years ago you know what i'm saying it's just a yeah it's 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 just a crazy moving cycle and it, it kind of sucks for like that idea um there was uh i guess mystery inc is still doing shows this one one house in dc in georgetown called mystery inc does shows they're really sick okay um but yeah i think like there's a bunch of diy spaces and venues in dc that people can play to yeah um some of those have like also been like there's a bunch that have been shut down like recently too like as years have gone on it's just a it's a changing community it's kind of we're seeing yeah. a change right now like in in dc proper and just how that's going um and affecting the venues so it's i don't know it's like most of the time we do play dc it happens to be like like you know quote-unquote real venues like yeah you know, type okay of shit like that but i think that within those those three different areas of like of maryland and dc and virginia there's a lot of different elements there that can all go together and, and it makes do it you, a really cool unique do scene. you have like a uh, a preference between the two between houses and venues yeah um honestly i i definitely do but i'll let you i think i mean i like houses a lot more to play really okay. i do yeah um just because like i don't know i like the energy of a house show i like how it's less intimidating like i love being on the same level as people when we play yeah yeah um just because that's always like a a thing that I struggle with like on a stage is that like I don't know seeing people like below you know usually yeah. it kind of freaks me out um, I can see that but uh, I love being on the same level so like, there's more like obligation to like put on a performance almost yeah yeah I don't know it's kind of a less intimidating environment you know what I'm saying yeah and it's just a very uh, you know I think it, it could also be taken as more intimidating because some people use the stage to hide that's then, true and then they can like perform and they feel like you know they have like room there's like a separation yeah i feel that yeah definitely i could see that i didn't really think about that but that's true um i guess but, for it, me but it's, it's personal preference you know yeah definitely i feel that i think for me it's more of like a i really want to connect with people through yeah. our performance and yeah. i think it's very easy to do that in an intimate environment like a house show yeah um like we had a, all three of the release shows for our lp were all in houses one in philly one in uh college park maryland and one in pittsburgh and they were all incredibly intimate, and it was just like a really fun experience. Everybody there That's was like cool. super into it, and it was it was really fucking cool. Um, and I think it still would have been sick to have those at venues, but like with the same amount of people, I really loved the yeah the, uh, the environment that we created um, in those That's shows, good. and it, it's really cool. Um, I just yeah, like I don't know, less intimidating. But I also love playing in venues too. You know, it's like it's a definitely I like it a different for the thing. Sound. You like it for the sound? Yeah. Yeah, it can be a lot better. Um, particularly, like, there's this one venue in D.C. that has the greatest sound ever. The Pie Shop. Um, the Pie Shop? The Pie Shop, yeah. Okay. It's, like, literally upstairs of a fucking pie bar. It's, yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> um, but the, the sound there is ridiculous. Sound there is, like, the best in any venue I've ever been in. Especially, it's, nice. like, a, it's like, 100 cap, maybe most. Um, but wow. but it's it's a really nice venue. We played there with Prince Daddy and the Hyena and the Obsessives and Retirement Party a couple months ago. Nice. Um, it was a really stacked show. It was really cool. DC came. I think it sold out. Uh, but it was on Prince Daddy's most recent headliner That's in the sweet. U.S. Um, and that was really cool too like sound was just incredible for all the bands and that's a cool like little medium I feel like between the yeah. whole like big stage like yeah. thing and like the DIY spaces like it's a more intimate space as far as venues go too have you ever played at uh, or been to the Loving Touch with what? this venue called the Loving Touch I have not no okay it's it's in Ferndale and uh, a lot of bands when they're on tour they'll, they'll stop there right um but it's like a bar, and it's got a stage, but it's only like this high. Word. So I like that. And there's no barricade. Yeah. So it's like you get, like you were saying, the best of both worlds. Like you kind of get 
the good sound system and everything, but you also yeah. get that closeness connection to people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It can, there's not like a backstage that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like backstage is just like the Side part stage, of the bar that yeah. they yeah they just kind of cordon off. Yeah, that's like, what's up. The bands often hang out with you, like just hang out with the crowd. You know, word, yeah, that kind of stuff. I really yeah, like. yeah, that's sick. I really do like that. But have you played? Uh, like on this tour so far, like have, how long have you guys been on it? Um, so yeah, we started this tour with Cheem on December fourteenth. Okay. Um, and so this is the last date of the run with Cheem, and then okay. we're taking like a holiday break just because like I don't think anybody's gonna come to a show on Christmas Eve. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, as sick as that would be, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're taking a holiday break to chill out for like five days, and then we're gonna be going out with the band Short Fictions. Um, from the 27th of December to the 19th of January. Yeah, I've heard of them. Um, so it's going to be really sick. Uh, we're hitting the West Coast, hitting the Midwest. Oh, nice. The south and all that. It's going to be really sick. Um, so, yeah, that's like another month that we're going to be doing awesome. doing the thing. So over those, over this tour and that tour, I think it's close to 30 shows that we're doing. Do you guys have other jobs at all? Um, I freelance a lot of audio stuff. I recently just finished an AmeriCorps job. Um, oh, okay. Like... So that's that's crazy. Um, it, it's like a lot of work for a little money. Like yeah. I worked on a stipend for like a fifty-hour week, um, wow. and was getting like uh, basically the equivalent of like four dollars and fifty cents like an hour. Oh, All right, what's gotcha. up? I'm actually probably gonna go catch a cheap set in like five seconds. Um, but yeah, so what was the same? Oh yeah, so I did that up until super recently. Now it's like this tour. I'm trying to work when we get back and shit like that. You yeah, know? I've done a bunch of like short-term stuff. Like I worked at a Greek restaurant for a minute. Oh yeah. Pat worked at Gold's Gym. Yeah, just like little stuff you. Pick yeah, up little when stuff. You're on and Pat's road. in school too. Oh okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm it's, Brian. Hey, I'm Pat. Nice to meet nice you, dude. By the way. Oh, thank you. Hey, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, same band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was telling him I really, really enjoy your guys' music. A lot. Hey, thank you so much. It kind of uh, it takes me back to like my my roots a little bit. Right. Like when I first started playing like punk emo music, it was a lot more like that frenetic, fast paced stuff. And, like, right. I loved like I told him I loved like old school Fallout Boy with like like right. punk, but with really great melodic sections too. Right. I think you guys have some really cool stuff like. That. Thank you. Yeah. I mean that's like the type of sound we try to shoot for right now. Is like kind of like that frenzy like sound a little bit because there yeah. is like, a couple tracks on the album like i would say like escape rope and tile track where it's like has that feeling where it's like the song's about to fall off the tracks but it's not it's yeah. very chaotic yeah and we really like we've been li- a lot of our like, i feel like a lot of a couple of our influences have kind of have that feel to them in a way what are like some of the influences that you think um personally um would you say like yeah definitely i'd say chunk yo chunk no captain chunk is like my Who's favorite that? band ever do you know chunk no captain chunk they're an easy core band from france no i really like them they're super sick uh other bands that like definitely i feel like kind of we take inspiration from are like the obsessives uh prince daddy nahina a ton okay like, they're absolutely ridiculous um some touche more i feel yeah, like yeah. Oh, okay I, really I think your guys' transition too. game is just on hey, point. Thank, thank you. you. I love like really weird transitions like that, especially when you're doing it fast. Like that's it's fun. Easy yeah, to it's fuck that fun. up or, or do it too much. And I think you guys kind of strike that balance really yeah. well. <laughs> For sure. We really like the bare naked ladies too. Oh, yeah. definitely. We love the bare naked ladies. Uh, ben Folds. Ben Folds. Is I love sick. Ben Folds. Yeah. Ben Folds. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him like five times. Really? Yeah. I've not been able to see him yet. And I'm upset about that. Oh, dude. Yeah, I've I've seen him like 
Once with a with a band, and then once just by himself too. Oh really? Seeing him by himself with just a piano is so amazing. It's almost better than the band. I imagine that's why I hear too. Like him, just him solo is better than like Ben Folds. Yeah, the way he like, because he's a he was a drummer before he's a piano player. Right. I didn't so, like, know that. He that's plays cool. like the percussion like section like with the with the piano basically. Right. That's like you can tell he's got that percussive sense. Right. Yeah, he definitely he definitely is super like rhythm based for a melodic instrument. I, yeah. I, I kind of take inspiration from that you know even though i'm not a piano player uh for guitar like i have a lot of rhythm based things in that melodic like sphere i'm still like yeah. trying to apply a lot of cool rhythms to it just because like i'm the only other member of the band like other than the drums you know so it's, oh, okay so yeah it's just us two and it's like trying to capture oh just that. do you guys yep yep okay sweet yeah it's a lot of fun um are you trying to like find any more members or do you like the head nah we, like the two we love the two-piece yeah. feel for it that's interesting yeah yeah because like when you when i listen to the record it it sounds like more. Do you record more parts? Yeah, there's okay. there's double track guitars and bass, um, but like we replicate it live. Like I split my signal into two amps and then a bass. Nice. Amp, so it's nice. all fun. It's cool. Yeah, because that's. I was actually looking into doing that. Like I, I'm, get, I'm getting an ABY switcher for Christmas and yeah, like uh, getting another amp. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I am the only guitar player. Because we're two piece right now too. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great place to start. Is a is an ABY pedal and another amp. Yeah. Um, I'd say just you know, make sure that you have the. Uh, Make sure that you know you have an isolated output on. Well, the yeah, the ABY is it's got the uh, phase reversal and a ground That's, lift yeah, on it. It's there a really go. nice. That's one. all you need. That's yep. what you need because uh, I've done it the wrong way before and it sounded like absolutely. It'll sound ass. like dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. So one speaker's going out, the other one's yeah. like contracting in. Yeah. Fa- phase inverted uh, ABY pedal or phase inverted two amp setups can be like you think it's the coolest thing ever, but it ends up being the worst thing ever. Yeah. I'm gonna check the cheam set because I think I'm about to sing part of it. Um, so I'm about to go do that. Word, dude. But it's uh, really cool. Thank you, Brian, for having me yeah, talk to you. For sure. Know, uh, I also want to check out the cheam set. Yeah. So it was a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to meet you guys. You too. Okay. Now we're rolling. What's your name? My name's Adishina, but most people call me Addy. Addy? Do you yes. prefer Addy or do you prefer Adashina? I usually prefer Addy because it's like Adashina's like, oh man, fuck, I'm going to be in trouble now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Brian. Official handshake. For Official. those listening at home, we're, ha- we're shaking. You're not going to be able to hear. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's the sound of handshake that was right a loud, there. Mm-hmm. That was a really loud handshake. Yeah, I mean, wow. I, do, I can do some quieter ones. We can try a quieter one if you want. Nice and nice and chill, like low, quiet. Yeah, I like that one. Are you a musician? Um, I am, but I'm more of like I study music in school. I study okay. musicology, <laughs> which is the anthropological study of musical cultures. That's awesome. But in the DIY scene, I host the um, YouTube show Cliff Notes with um, Summit Shack oh, and Louie Bass. Oh, sweet. Okay. And I um, do some other stuff. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Connor. <coughs> Connor and Trey came on my podcast a while back. And they were telling me about the Cliff Notes thing. I was like, oh, dude, I'd really love to do that one of these times. Mm-hmm. That seems like fun. So now we have to do it because now I'm crossing over onto your show. Yeah, so now yeah, you yeah. have to come onto my show. Yeah, and exactly. That's how we cement this friendship. And then we tell everybody to go subscribe and like us on... That's, that's Cliff- Hollywood. Yep, that's Hollywood, that's baby. That's Hollywood, baby. That's how it works. <laughs> See, I'll give you another Hollywood. This is my 50th episode, quote-unquote. But technically, it's only the 43rd one I've recorded, but I'm not going to release it until... I've already had 43 through 49 because oh, okay. this is supposed to be the special one. 
So this is a little inside baseball for you listeners at home. Yeah, this is how this works. You this sometimes, is how the sausage is made. Sometimes you record something and then you put it out a long time later. Yeah. Because hey, nothing in the nothing that you were saying in there is like time sensitive. So go off, right. do it, do what you gotta right. do. There's so many times that we've like re- recorded a bunch of Clifto episodes. Yeah. And then we release them in. Uh, just the like bullshit ass order. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like, okay, yeah. we're just gonna throw that one in there and then throw this one there and then Yep. That works. I get it. Mm-hmm. When I first started this podcast, I was really religious about like getting it one every Monday. Like every Monday. And then I was just like, dude, why am I putting all this pressure on myself? I'm just gonna release them as they come. Some weeks you might get five episodes, some weeks you might get none. But when I have one ready, it'll be there and I'll post about it and you'll see it. Mm-hmm. You know? Good job, Ty. Sounded really... That first song sounded great, man. Snaps for you, my friend. You deserve that. Tyler Floyd, Parkway in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Would you like to say something to the people? So, let's keep the Christ in Christmas. <laughs> yo, so how do we feel Drops about... Yo, how do we feel about the movie A Bug's Life? Bugs Life? Okay. Uh, I prefer I prefer ants. I prefer... Oh. Hopper, dude? Hopper's terrifying. Or is that Bugs Life? I don't even remember. Listen, ants, ants is far <laughs> scarier because they just look... They look... the first animated movie like that. So they all look like shit. They look like everybody... Well, the thing is, we have to like everyone has to be on the mic if we're going to do this on the podcast. Listen, it's dying. It's hard, but no. I mean, on the topic of animation, I just saw Cats. Oh, did you? It was because Jason Derulo's in Cats. Jason Derulo. And then Rebel Wilson's in Cats. Of yeah, course. Rebel, Rebel Wilson, Taylor Swift, Je- Jennifer Hudson, which is honestly the real reason I would go see it. Oh, really? Yeah. Dave Wasn't Judy she on Dench? American Idol or some shit back in the day? Isn't that Kelly Clarkson? I don't know. I think Jennifer no. Hudson. No, Jennifer Hudson was on something like that. Was she? Okay. Yeah, but she's also um, Aretha Franklin picked her to be in the Aretha Franklin biopic. The biopic. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was biopic. <laughs> But it is biopic, you're right. Mm-hmm. Biopic, biopic, who cares? I'm not I'm not a wordsmith. I'm not a wordsmith either. Well, sometimes I do make words. So I think technically, I don't know. Jake, how long have you been playing those uh, the Glock, dude? Is that thing a Glock? Is what thing a Glock? That th- those bells, the, the spiel. Was that you? The Glock and spiel. No. I you, wait, you're the drummer. Yeah. There's two long-haired people in is the it band. Nick? Nick, yeah. oh. Nick, didn't Nick build that Glock and spiel themselves? So what they did? So they. So what Nick took their. Uh, it was a vibraphone, and they took their vibraphone and put a pickup on every single bar, and then oh, runs it through an amp. That's why it sounds so awesome. Yeah, every single note on that. Like every single bar has its own pickup. That's a lot of pickups. So they like, dude. yeah. That's like, how many? Nick. Oh wait, Nick. Oh okay. Nick, could we? Nick, would you please talk to us about your vibraphone? It sounds so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you talk yeah, yeah. us a little bit through how that you did that? That sounded so awesome. So the pickup system is essentially a contact mic on every bar. Um, so there are thirty-seven of them because it's a three-octave instrument, um, and. They're some to 
one potentiometer and then a quarter inch output. And then wow. I run that through some pedals and into my Roland Jazz Chorus amp. It's so, dude, it's very creative. I, I was looking at it, like, listening to that first song, and I was like, how on earth does this vibe sound like this? I'm so glad that you came in here and explained that to me. All the pickups, are they uniform, or are they like, mismatched, or just whatever pickups you could find? Because I feel like that's a lot of pickups. Um, so they're... Uh, piezo contact mics they're just like little discs that oh, uh, okay. basically okay. What, they, when they vibrate they create an electrical impulse I was literally, uh, I was thinking about like if you took like telecaster pickups and put them on all of them or something no so those function via magnets so they like gotcha. it's a little little bit of a different system okay that's that's so sweet though dude that's Thank so you. sweet yeah um, it's not an original idea I actually copied it from like this old like '80s vibraphone that was at CMU where I went to school. You borrowed it, so I just like opened it up and was like, "How does this thing work?" And then I figured out yeah. how it worked and then made one, well, essentially. There's, yeah, there's no shame in that, dude. Like that's what you know, music is like. You you know you uh, quote unquote borrow from your influences all the time, and it's not like you're doing that and then playing the exact same parts and like ripping off parts or anything like that. It's just. That's like saying, like, oh, I saw this. My favorite guitar player uses this particular pedal, and then I'm going to go buy that pedal. It's like, that's all it is. Yeah. You know? What was your name again? Nick. Nick. Brian. Nice to to meet you. I've met, like, five people on the podcast today already. (laughs) We have, like, vaguely met before. Um, I played in Seeker Grief, so we... You met met Scott and interviewed Scott at at the the following release show. Yeah. Oh, I love Secret Grief. Thank that you. was fucking. That shit's rad. That's right up my alley, dude. I feel like I'm getting a lot of noise. That's okay. This is gonna be. It'll be one of those episodes, <laughs> for sure. But uh, I think I'm gonna uh, pause it real quick. It's a little bit of a little bit of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, dude. Hundred percent. Who would? Who wouldn't? Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, as I was saying a little bit earlier, your music sounded really good when I heard it from the garage and from outside of it because it seemed like your whole band understood what they were doing together and the vision that you wanted to put into your music and how you wanted it to sound when it came off off stage. And it sounds a lot more like put together and uh, succinct than some other bands who are just starting or who don't have the vocabulary to speak with each other about um, what their music should sound like or what they want it to happen in there because they don't have the musical terms or dialogue. Yeah, yeah. That. And you know what's funny? It's, one, thank you very much. Uh, and the funny part about that is I don't have the <laughs> terminology, really, and, like, the musical vocabulary to really express mm-hmm. them. But, what I, uh, but I try to express it in like visceral ways I guess like alright because I'm the first of all I am like the sole songwriter and like I'm kind of like the person that has the vision for what it's going to be and so I do my best to explain that to Noah so that he knows like what to do with the drums and he writes drum parts around that Mm -hmm. so right now it's kind of easy because it's very clear what I want to do because I know what I want to do you know what I mean so it's clear for me and it's only him that has to learn you know my vision for things and i'm very clear about that i I don't have a very like sophisticated vocabulary to talk about it but it's always like all right well maybe play this part like this way you know like kind of fast or kind of it's i sound really like i don't know what i'm talking about but you do you 
understand how to connect to the person that you're yeah. talking to, yeah. which is more important than I would say having that vocabulary. Yes, exactly. The vocabulary means nothing if the other person can't conceptualize as long what as you're you saying can... and visualize how to put that yeah. into motion. So I think the way that you explain it, even if it's not with vocabulary, you still have a very clear vision that you yeah. do a good job at articulating in whatever way that you can to know what yeah, it I believe really so. good and I think all, a great thing about all the bands that are here tonight is they all have that ability yes and it's, it's that's why I think this is such like a big show tonight because all of the bands yeah. have that ability to talk to each other and I'm, they all have really I feel really fortunate to be on this show because but I'm glad that I was really nervous that like I didn't want to come off and seem like we're amateur hour or something and, and no, like of course not because there's so many good bands like you want to bring your your A game mm-hmm. you know so it's been nice to hear nice things. I mean, listen, I don't talk um, sh- like blow smoke up people's ass. What's up? I, d- I don't blow smoke oh, up people's yeah, asses yeah. when I say nice things about them. But people were already like, even if they didn't know you before the show started, the the garage stayed packed during your entire set. Wow. And that should be something that you should be like. There was almost no, there was no room for other people to get in. Like that, that that garage has been packed all night from the top of the show, and just more people have been coming. Yeah. So you should feel proud that there was a full, there was a full house for your entire set, and you yeah. were the openers. That yeah. is fantastic, and yeah. you should really be able to like look at that and be like, we're really something because you are. And it sounds wow. good. It's good That's shit. That's so nice of you to say. That's such a nice thing to say. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Of course. I mean, I think it's really important that musicians uplift other musicians, especially, yeah. you know, when they have those weak moments. So yeah. all of my friends do that for me when I the few times that I perform in a year, all of my friends are like, Good shit. I'm like, Are you sure? And they're like, Yeah, no, good, yeah. good shit. My thing is like I'm working on a record right now that sounds way fuller because there's like there's bass in it, there's another guitar, there's keys. It's like the full realization of what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm real self-conscious about playing right now when it's just me and the drummer because our other members haven't learned the parts yet because we are kind of new in terms of playing shows and stuff. So I'm just self-conscious that this version, this stripped-down version that people hear isn't good enough or isn't as Listen. good as the other. But it doesn't matter because they've never heard it. They've yeah, never heard they, any of it. They don't know shit. Yeah. Like, so, they, don't know, they don't know what it's supposed to sound like or not supposed to sound like. Yeah. So they're going to hear But I recognize strip- that. You know I mean? I, I don't... I can get out of my head and enjoy the fact. I'm not one of those musicians that's like so overly critical that they imp- it's impossible to enjoy. Like, when so- people start yeah. praising me and people tell me it was good, I just believe them. I, I don't think that strangers are out there to try and, and, and trick me. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, they I'm don't gonna, owe me anything. I'm going to go up to that boy as soon as this show is done I'm gonna just and bl- lie to yeah, his right? face. Like, yeah. nobody's, nobody's like, hmm, now that I'm listening to this song, you know what? I'm going to go lie to somebody. Yeah, like, yeah, nobody's yeah. Nobody's thinking that. Yeah. Unless they're listening to the song um, Return of the Mac. <laughs> because then there's that line, you lie to me. That's the only time I think about lying to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta hear that song now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good song. Mm. Yeah, this is the biggest show I've ever played, though. For sure. It's surreal to be like a part of this scene. It really is. I've only been a part of it for about a year uh, and some change now. But I only yeah, really got into same. it. Um, I did my first thing like in the scene performance. I did um, stand up at Focella last April. You did stand up? Hey, I'm a musician. I'm a stand-up comedian. Couple, I've done a couple stand-up shows too. Like, I would love to be a comedian, like on the side. 
It's it's ooh, it's something. I love comedy. I the first I've done it three times. The first time I did really well because I prepared for it. Second time I was cocky and tried to just riff and did not go well. Third time did okay, but then I just haven't done it again. I I haven't done it because the semester was <laughs> bullshit. But I did uh, maybe like five, six gigs nice. since I started back in. Um, so I did one last Dece- last November, and then I did no last December. And then I did Focella, two more things on campus, and then two things in town. Have three you heard, performances in town. You heard of three one three comedy? No, I have not. It's uh, it's like a DIY comedy group in Detroit. They put on like little shows, like mm-hmm. all, like alt comedy shows. I say alt comedy because they're normally like not at a comedy venue. It's just somewhere that where they set up. Yeah. But they bring in some cool comedians and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just local comics that that are the producers for the shows. So something to look into. Maybe if you're ever trying to like go out into the Detroit area and try. I've been like asked to come out places, but I just haven't gotten into it really because I was just I really need to focus on school. I'm almost yeah. done with my degree, and I was just kind of like, let's not fuck up these last three semesters. Right. <laughs> and it was it's uh, you said. Musicology, ethnomusicology, so ethnomusicology, the anthropological oh, right, study right, right, of right, musical right. cultures, but like the different cultures West, and stuff, not Western music. So nothing from um, Western Europe or um, yeah, the I got like, it. like world music kind of stuff. Yeah, so I do a lot. I perform. In, I perform in world music ensembles. I um, speak languages. I'm actually going to Morocco in two weeks to study music and healing. So when you, that's really interesting, <laughs> music healing, and I I have a book about. Music in the mind and mm-hmm. how the connections and, and why music has the a visceral effect on us that it does. And I really think that uh, the reason, like, it's weird. I, I, I deal with, like, my own mental health mm-hmm. shit just, like, the way Same. everybody does, you know. Or a lot of people do. Everybody does. Not everybody admits to it. But I, you know, Facts. and I find that when I play the guitar and like there's no like external pressure there's no external stressors like if i'm just alone in my room playing acoustic guitar i can get into th- that's the closest i can get to like a meditative state mm-hmm. to where like i'm not thinking like it's it's all like subconscious you know it's just happening i don't have any like critical thoughts it's just like and that's so therapeutic mm-hmm. actually um this semester i performed a song in yoruba which is a language sung in um, Nigeria and a lot of um, West Africa. And it's supposed to be a song that's supposed to put you in a trance to leave you open for possessions of spirits to come oh, and help wow. you with your life. So I did the first six songs in that kind of cycle. It's a 14-song cycle, but we did the first six for our concert. Yeah. Um, and it's um, inviting the the welcoming spirit, Elegua. Yeah. To- wow. This is hilarious. This, this is, is the, the coolest... Yeah. You can't see this at home. I gotta take a photo of this. The entire floor of the Summit Shack is like covered in humans smoking weed, calling each other dirty fucking hippies. Shit's wild. Yeah, this is like it's like when we say packed, we're not kidding. I know you can hear it in the background, but I know you you definitely will, and that'll be goddamn part of it. And I I can edit it so that the background noise is like taken down a little bit, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. I don't. I don't like doing a lot of editing. I'm lazy. But yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I can't edit the world music stuff mm-hmm. that you were just describing with the yeah. spirituality and things like yeah. that. That is crazy to me. Not not crazy in like a ludicrous <laughs> sense, but like it's crazy surreal that like these things have merit. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, yeah, I love thinking about that type of things. Just the way things are connected, interconnected spiritually, and mm-hmm. you know where music comes into that is especially fascinating to me because music is like 
the language that I'm the most fluent in when it comes to like art, artistic expression. Oh, that's that's 100 percent true. I like there. There's a whole like religions that are based off of the idea of like music as a healing or like music and sound like that. Yeah. Um, as a, like a healing factor that they like, if they do this and let this possession happen, that somebody will be healed. Like people's life will be better. Like yeah. all based off of like getting into a trance while listening and making music together. Yeah. Like you do it for hours. Like you do this. Like the stuff that I was talking about. You do that for like sometimes twelve hours. Wow. And you just keep repeating it. And you Very just, meditative, you, like you go like straight into like the, you it go can, into a trance. It can be like a psychedelic state. Yeah. You, you can reach a psychedelic state without drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, music is the best drug I know. Yeah. You know what's another weird thing too is that uh, obviously you know different different uh, regions and different cultures have mm-hmm. a different sound of their music, and I'm really interested in in the way different. Um, types of music or, or different like different keys different feels like can achieve different meanings oh like, yeah no because a lot of so like, you, so of you can listen to like chinese music like music and you get a sense of like it's a vibe you get a sense of what the vibe is you know mm-hmm. it's, it's not as easy to articulate but like compared to like hawaiian music that conveys a vibe mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's also like the thing where um, a lot of other music that are not Western music use different microtones and yeah. um, other kind of notes like that when they in their singing and in their instrument playing and a lot of different like drums patterns and like sounds yeah. like that and a lot of different meters. So I played some Bulgarian music for about a semester. Hungarian? Bulgarian. Oh, okay. Um, but all of the music is a lot more nasally, so it comes out of the nose, <laughs> and everything is like in seven eight or like nine eight or eleven. Oh wow, okay. So that I had to learn how to play the drums while I sang in like nine and seven. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it was. I can't do that. It was, it was, it was fun. It's not that hard. I do. Uh, let's see if you can appreciate this. The coolest time <laughs> signature thing that I do is the first song I played. It's a, it's a straight three four. Mm-hmm. But it's two chords that do the three four, and I play the first chord seven times and the second chord five times for a total of twelve. But it's still three four. Mm-hmm. But I go. Seven five seven five five seven five seven. Nice. So it just when you're listening to it, it's hard to like if you don't know it's in a three, it might take a second to figure out because I'm doing seven, five, seven, five. Mm-hmm. You know, but it switches to just a straight three four after that and you're like, Oh, okay, it's just a three four. Ooh. Telephone, I'm on the podcast. I think the my two weirdest ones, um, I did a song at eleven. But it was cut up as one two one two one two three one two one two one two one two one two three one two one two. Wow. Um, which is not fun. And then there was one where what was the other one? One two one two one two three one two one two. Yeah. One two three one two one two one two one two one two three one two one two one two one two one two three one two. I got it. See, I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at that. But like, if you give me like a a particular one, I can figure it out. I can just feel it out. Well, I'm also like a drummer. That's. Can we be in the queue? Like, what's up? Can we be in the queue? Yeah. Yeah. yeah hit the queue. Hit, hit the hit the Kwan. The Kwan. Yeah, I gotta use. Down I gotta arms. use the bathroom real fast. No, this is good. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, we should do this again. Well, now you have to come on Cliff Notes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Wait, no. Naturally. <laughs> well, I'm working on a record anyway, so like maybe like once when it's done or I have a single out or something, yeah. I have something to talk about and the podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of things to talk about, and we could or it's we Hollywood baby. Or we record it earlier, and then when you want to do yeah. a big release, you drop yeah. this. 
Hollywood, baby. Hollywood. And we're rolling. Hello. So Nick from Equipment. That is me. Yeah, so first question that I was wanting to ask you guys. So this being your EP release show and uh, the EP having been released in October, November? October 25th. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you, you wanted to uh, put a little bit of space between the we release and the show, or did you not really care? Or? We always try to have like a little bit of space. We didn't want to have this much, but honestly, everything with this EP was so last minute that like booking, like Howard's was booked four months out. Like uh, every other venue we tried to book was like already like oh, okay taken. Um, so, but Connor was like, "Yo, this show is happening," and I was like, "I'm free. Like, let's do it." Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like kind of risky having origami angel like be like the touring band on the package it's like a little intimidating um but like oh you gotta push you gotta do those things to push yourself i feel like though sometimes yeah i mean like try to um i don't know we we wanted to bring the heat for sure and also we're like best buds with the origami angel folks yeah like i don't know we like the og chatterbot records team we always used to play minecraft and stuff before (laughs) before anyone blew up we just like we're already homies, so it's not like weird in my right, opinion. Right, right, right. But I can speak to that. Like, I was once I realized like all the bands that were on this bill, and my band got added. Like, I was started listening to all of them. I was like, oh shit, we're yeah. gonna have to like bring, like you said, bring the heat. Y'all dude. sounded sick though. So thank you. Thank don't you. even worry about that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. it. Well, it's weird too. Like, maybe you can speak to this. Whenever like somebody says that to me, I don't. It's like. A, Sometimes I like, especially if it's a stranger, I want to like sit there and just talk their ear off about it. Like, oh wait, you liked it? It's mm-hmm. like you actually do. Like, what about it? You know? Right, right. But then I feel like, oh, I don't want to, because sometimes people are just trying to be nice. They're like, oh, like nice that. Or whatever. No, you always want to get like that insider info about like why do you like it? Yeah. What do you like about it? But then at the same time, you just want to be like, oh, thanks. That means a lot. Yeah. You don't want to be like. Uh, misconstrued as like self-indulgent or something like right. that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I know it's not that. I'm just like like giddy that yeah. like somebody likes something it's like I Christmas. Did. Yeah, dude, it really, so, really is. Like, for instance, when I go see like my, one of my favorite bands or something, and I like I talk to them, tell them I like their stuff. If they like stop and start talking to me about it, and like I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's like a different kind of feeling. I don't know. I think one moment. So we played a, a house show that we put together for Prince Daddy and the Hyena and Retirement Party. Um, nice. Just like a really small, very under-attended house show in Toledo like a couple of years ago. Okay. And then a few months ago, I went to go see Prince Daddy and like everyone in the band recognized me and like wanted to like talk to me. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but like we, I remember... I don't know. Everyone's just like a person and like, dude, yes. Mm-hmm. My favorite is just like talking to other bands or like other people that may be, you know, popular and just like talk about stuff we both like, like TV shows or like other yeah. bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Rather than just like kind of like, oh, I want to talk about your music for like an hour and to yeah. you. Yeah. It's like a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. D- well, yeah. Especially if it's like an hour. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. An hour might be a bit long. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. Well, it's fun, too. Like, I've only been playing uh, shows for about a year. Really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. because for... I mean, I've been playing music for a lot longer than that, but I only started really... It it didn't hit me that, like, oh, shit, if I don't 
do this or at least try to do this, I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to be satisfied with like my overall life. You know, like when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, I have to pursue this. So I'm a little late to the game, but it's hard. Um, like, I don't know. We've been playing shows for, I want to say, as of this month, it'll have been four years since I like really started playing shows. But okay. like back then, my shows were only like a couple times a year. Um, past few years have been like more, like we average like between 35 and 40 shows a year recently. I feel Pretty like good. it'll pick up next year, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's like... Um, what was my point? If you don't have a point, I have a question. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I'm sure I'll remember it and I'll comment yeah, on it just later. Completely, <laughs> just interrupt me when you do. But so I listened to your EP. And I was one of those people that was just like spamming the shit out of it when it first came oh, out. Oh, thank you. Because mm-hmm. it, the energy is just off the chain, dude. I really, really that second song. Yeah. Uh, when you do like the, like the medley. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking creative. I thought that was such a cool way to do it. Thank that, you. Man. I was worried we were going to get taken off Spotify. <laughs> oh, it was, it was rad. It, it wasn't cheap. Like, you could, you know, it, it was very it was very well done. I was very impressed by Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. And just like that, it reminded me, like, I remember, I think your producer tweeted that it was something close to, like, his is a real boy or whatever. Yeah, I think he, he, he compares us to say anything a lot. Mm-hmm. He, he, got, he gave me that energy a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, because... Is a real boy was like my shit, like when I was growing That's up. That's like one of my favorite albums for sure. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it's not really a hot take, you know. It's like widely regarded in this like community as really, really oh, yeah. good. My girlfriend has just recently finished collecting all of his records on vinyl, and like, oh really? I, I used to be like, oh yeah, it's a real boy. That's a cool record. Now I'm like, say anything, cool band. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. I'm qualified to say that now. <laughs> Defense in the genre was really, really good too. That was features crazy. Gerard Way and Haley Williams. Gerard Way's on that record somewhere. Yep. Which song? I don't remember. I'll have to look into that. Look into it. That's sweet, though. I hope the PA is being fixed. Dude, it... The whole time that we were playing, the fucking speaker kept... I mean, not the speaker, that, that microphone just kept... Oh. It kept feeding back. It happened last time we played here. Um, it's hard with, like... It's been nice, though, to hear that it wasn't just us, that it's, like, a common issue. It's... Yeah, it's just, like... The gear they're working with, it's like walking on eggshells. So yeah, um, but they do a really good job with it. Once they finally like, it just sucks. They have to be at the board the whole time, adjusting vocals up and down. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but actually, last year we played here in this room with Origami Angel. Oh, nice. And um, the PA also wasn't working. So <laughs> if it happens again, almost to the day, that'd be like fate. That's the biggest reason why I like playing venues more. Than house shows. Not that I don't like house shows, but I like venues more because I can usually hear myself better, and the sound is just better. We play venues like I want to say like twenty-five to forty percent of the time compared to houses. Yeah, I want to say, um, and it's always fun play- like playing at a venue, and then it's like, oh yeah, this is what we sound like with real sound. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it's that can be like a double-edged, not a double-edged sword, I don't know the right term, but it can be like uh, not as good as you think it would be like when you're playing at a venue and they mic everything because if, for instance, like I played a show where they turned all the amps around and like so that I'm not hearing my amp except through the monitors. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got a bad, bad sound guy at the board 
can't hear well, your amp. Yeah, or, or like the mix of the band that you're hearing sounds really weird. It might sound great out into the crowd. Yeah. But it's hard to like perform with the same energy if you can't feel it, if you can't like hear it the way it's 100%. intended to be. Yeah. So it can go both ways, I guess. But I feel that way about earplugs sometimes. Because I'm Dude, always I took my earplugs out mid performance today. I'm the biggest <laughs> advocate for wearing earplugs at gigs, but also sometimes when I'm wearing ear wearing earplugs and I'm playing a show and I'm like tired, yeah, I like start zoning out. I like be thinking about like reheating my leftovers when I get home or something <laughs> like. So sometimes when I wear earplugs, like, I gotta make sure that. I gotta make sure my earplug is like half out, so I like still getting some protection, but yeah. also like, oh yeah, I'm playing a rock gig right now. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> It kind of took me out of my head, like, mm-hmm. earlier, like, the set earlier, like, I started with them in, and I just, between that, like, the sound being muffled because of the earplugs and the microphone feeding back like crazy, I was just getting really upset, so I just took them off and felt a lot better after Tonight that. Tonight sucks, though. I will say that. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. most part, I use, you know, the ear protection and everything. I realized... I almost just quoted my own song, but my song is anecdotal, where I say, <laughs> I realized I had tinnitus in North Carolina... I was just going to say, I realized I had tinnitus like about a year and a half ago, and um, it's it sucks. Yeah. I wish I didn't have it. I'm sure I have low-grade tinnitus. <laughs> There's like really good soothing methods. You like put your hands kind of upside down on the side of your head like this to the point where your thumb is covering your ear thingy here, yeah. and you like just do it with both hands. Okay. Um, which you can't do when we're holding mics. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna uh, wiki how that shit. I, and then you up then you like so you're kind of like in your own echo chamber, and then you like just apply pressure to the back of your neck, yeah. like kind of massage it, soothes it a little bit. It's like a it's like a beast. Nice. Tinnitus. I'm uh, very skilled in the ways of Reddit. Oh, mm-hmm. and like you know, I use Reddit as like my bible, basically. Like, I've been on that way since like life. eighth grade. Like you got to watch out. Some people well, are like. Yeah, you have to obviously do yeah. like be a filter, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But my Google searches are always subject Reddit and then just to see like what Oh, people, for sure. I trust people yeah. on Reddit more than I trust on like Yahoo answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so this EP you said is very last minute uh kind of well, um yeah. To an extent the, the marketing minute. and the recording of it like was really down to the wire. It was supposed to come out last summer, but like Oh, okay. You know, some life stuff happened, and... Yeah, um, I get that. But we wrote these songs um, kind of, like, over the course of, like, a year, and then we started recording them in January, February. Okay. Um, and, yeah. Where'd you record them? Here, well, kind of here, in Toledo, Ohio, with Steve Worsler. He works out of Matt Karakis of uh, Citizen. Oh, yeah. His studio. Also, um, American Spirits recorded there. Team and Aid records there. What's the name of the studio? I don't think there's a name for the studio, but his name is Steve Worsler. Is it at his house or is it like... At a... Matt Karakis's house. Oh, it's at Matt Karakis. Disclosed location. I, I hope I was yeah, allowed to yeah, say yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we actually recorded it after we recorded a different EP that isn't out yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have one in the waiting in the rain. It is done and... We're just kind of waiting. It's so different from Magical. Is so, it? That's why we put out Magical first. We were like, we want to put out this really hectic, like, chaotic EP that just is, you know, us being unrestrained pretty much, like, with yeah. our punk songs. And yeah. um, then the, the new one that's going to come out at some point is, like, it's, like, darker, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's, uh, 
that change was intentional or was it just like what you were feeling at the time when you wrote each set of songs? Most of the songs on Madrigal and the new EP were written at the same like time as okay. each other. So both EPs were written at the same time, but we know oh, that people are okay. going to say, oh, they changed. But in reality, I write all types of songs all the like, time. Don't you want people to change? Like, Yeah. Like, I, I can only write so many songs in the style of Madrigal. Yeah. Like, I feel like Madrigal is me exercising our most like punk shit we have right now. Yeah. So well, I hope you could tell from our set that like all of our songs kind of sound different mm-hmm. in a way. That's always really admirable because like know? I don't know too many. A lot of people put bands on as like a vibe and expect to hear the same song, which yeah. kind of sucks. But like I want to be a band that like every song is different. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was. Uh, you like Queens of the Stone Age at all? Yeah. Well, uh, their singer was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast recently, and I mm-hmm. watched that episode of him talking about his process and stuff. And one of the things he said was uh, when he was first coming up, someone told him, like, not every song can be your best song. And then he was like, well, why not? You know? True. So, like, every, <laughs> you can approach it so that every song is different. It's unique. It's oh, like, yeah. You can attention to detail, really make it, like, something completely its own. And that's what I like about songwriting, honestly, is, is having that variety. It's a great time. I don't know how to write songs that all sound the same. Like, if I had to, I guess, I could, it's a formula. You could just follow it, but that's never come naturally to me. Oh, yeah. We were trying, we were, like, brainstorming, should we write more music that's, like, magical? And it's, like, we can't even force it because we're in a different space now. Yeah. Like, we're, like, kind of going toward, like, this different direction that's kind of, like, it'll be a mix of everything we have made up to that point, but, like, our next album that we're writing, like, our full length, yeah. that's going to be... We, we we actually like tried to write to like equipment archetypes like things that we've already done and we couldn't do it we're just writing completely new stuff now that's, so. that's what's up so it can go one or two ways we'll see well <laughs> when you release something that's a I think it takes some balls because it's like when you release something that's proven commodity and you know that people like that it's it, it can be easy to just fall back onto that and just yeah. give them more of the same you're taking more of a risk there's more of a vulnerability when you decide that you're not going to do that yeah and then it's up to you know you might lose some fans they might drop off and just want to listen to the old stuff but then you might gain new ones right right whereas which is fine yeah i mean the old music is always going to exist yeah exactly and when you play it like well i'll ask you like when you play old songs does it feel weird ever is it is it not not enough time passed to make it feel like you're, you're not in that headspace anymore um <laughs> Thank God. Um, the uh, <laughs> what were we what were we just saying? Uh, oh, when we play old music, yeah, yeah. When we play old music, it is it's cool when people vote are vocal about the old music because it's like I really was passionate about it at the time, and I feel like I don't want to say it fell on deaf ears, but like we definitely uh, weren't. Yeah at the point where we are now gotcha. so now that people are like listening they listen to the old stuff and they're like oh that's really good like that's oh, that's definitely that validating yeah. and um also our most popular song for a long time was uh phone calls at 3 a.m which is like one of the oldest songs i've ever written like i wrote it like my junior slash senior year of high school oh, and okay. i came out with it like two years later and it was our it's still one of our most popular songs so oh, that's cool but it's like just so strange because it's I was just like a 
16 year old who had just started getting drunk <laughs> yeah but like I did it like once and wrote this song and it's now it's like 25 year olds are relating to it yeah it's like oh that's strange but also uh, I but you could probably still relate to it too in a way I relate I mean? to it a little bit I feel like I've written sadder songs but everyone says like oh that's your saddest song but it's like no it's just me kind of you're the saddest calling listener. someone drunk at 2am that's the whole song yeah so or 3am technically but you want a sad song you should write a song about going to the movies by yourself I enjoy going to I spectacles do, by myself I absolutely love doing shows it even I go to shows by myself frequently. Hell yeah, dude. Like, I, I've never understood people thinking that it's, like, depressing. Oh, yeah. I like myself. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have to worry about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll go and do things with people, too. But I'm not going to not do something just because I don't have anybody to go with. Yeah. 100%. You know? I'm going to get back in the garage. Mainly because my dude. throat is parched and I'm afraid to lose my voice. You're good. Um, and we have a really long set. Good. So, um, but I appreciate you very much um yeah, thank you dude. so much for, for sure. having me on again yeah absolutely dude the old okay oh we're here with uh tyler keep the christ in christmas floyd god <laughs> yep that is me floyd christmas what is that oh dumb and dumber lloyd christmas what you ever seen dumb and dumber uh, it's been years oh uh, well jim carrey's character's name is lloyd christmas Wait, so, so I called you Floyd really? Christmas? Yeah, dude. God. Why? I don't know, man. It's an 84 sheepdog. So how do you feel like your set went, Tyler? You know? Who could have been better? It wor- Who could have? No, I'm just joking. Whoa. I'm just joking, dude. I could have been better. But Fair. That's, that's, the, that's the right answer. That's the T. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, the first song that... That's the one that you showed me the other day on your computer, right? Yeah. Found it fucking awesome, dude. The heavy one. Yeah. I love the sound of that strat on that amp, dude. Thanks. Oh, that amp just got fixed up by my father. It sounds gnarly. It, yeah. I also put uh, heavy top, skinny bottom strings on my strat. I noticed that. I was playing your strat the other day when I was over there for a sec. Yeah. It is uh, ripping up my hand because I <laughs> haven't played guitar much lately. Yeah. But that's been playing, fine. Uh, computer keys. All I've, I've been doing a lot of recording yeah. for folks. A lot of mic setups. Tons of mic setups. They don't do much for the finger calluses that are required from serious rock musicians. Nope. I uh, Yeah. I, I think I'm going to give up guitar. <laughs> Uh, glad you said it. Yeah, I think somebody needed to say it. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was really like trying to figure out what the hell was that uh, that vibe sound that you guys had, like how he made it sound that way. He explained it to they. me. They, okay, <laughs> sorry, how they uh, make it sound like that. But it's been explained to me that w- about the little pickups mm-hmm. that are used under there, and I was just like, that is the most creative shit. I have ever heard. Got those pickups. It sounds so awesome. Yeah. It sounds so awesome. There's also like reverse reverbs. It sounds so cool. That's so wild. I love it. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out when I was watching you live. I was just like, what the fuck? How does this sound so good? How is this cutting through so much? I keep talking about the same thing over and over. Let me ask you a question. Did you play any other new music? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you play any other new music? 
Yeah, we did. Uh, the first song was new, and the third song we played was new. And they're both almost fully recorded. We just need to record backing vocals and percussion. Oh, okay. Um, at some point. And then they'll be out. Do you have, like, a, a release plan? Uh, no, I just want to finish the songs first. Yeah. Uh, I got to find somebody to master them, because I don't want to master my own stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Um, that's what I did for Wanderer, and I think that was a good idea. Um, so, we'll be doing that at some point. So. What? Give Haley the microphone. Oh, no. No, no. You're definitely not getting this. No. No. I'm going to jail. You going to where? Say jail? <laughs> I'm going to jail. Um, you going to kill JFK? Oh, my God. I, I don't know. Oh, Yale. Okay. I thought um, you said jail. Yeah, we, we have a couple new songs, and those will be out eventually. They're a little bit heavier than other Parkway stuff. But that is the fun of it. And it's my favorite Parkway stuff so far. Thanks. And I then will say that. The stuff that will come out after that will be a lot lighter. That'll not. And that'll be something different than my favorite. It's going to be different, yeah. Um, it's stuff that like I'm really into because the heavy stuff is like... I still really like heavy stuff, but like I usually listen to lighter yeah. uh, music. Um, Do you like From Indian Lakes? I've never listened to them. Dude. You will absolutely love From Indian Lakes. Yeah? yeah? If I don't... So here's the thing. I know a lot of people bombard each other with like music recommendations. If I, I'll say this. If I had to narrow it down to like one or th- two, two to three bands that I think you would listen to that I would like, I think From Indian Lakes is probably one of them. All right. Very like soft voice, very interesting arrangements, very... They, they put a lot of time... Uh, into like crafting a unique sound. It's it's very dynamic, but but clean. Yeah, I, I think you dig it a lot. All right, I'll check it out. Right now, we are being filmed. That's my boy Joseph Shoe. He's up in this piece. Oh, and there's Jake H. What's up, Jake man? Jake H. Jacob Hanlon. Jacob Handball. So, uh, yeah, someone interview me, dude. Tell me about uh, uh, life. <laughs> well, life has been so much better ever since. All right. Well, tell me about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to steamroll you this whole interview. Life's been so much better since you gave me those guitar tones on You're that welcome. record. You know, I make guitar tones. That's what I do. That is, uh, I've never felt more alive as a human being wow. than when I first listened to the way that Overdrive sounded that you and I recorded. And it made me realize that I am capable of having a cool guitar sound on record. Yes, you are. And now uh, for our... uh, What are they called? Our sponsors, uh, Tyler Floyd. Eureka Studios. Tyler Floyd. He works for Summit House Studios and Eureka Records. And uh, third-person productions. He'll make your record sound good. <laughs> Just and our next sponsor, Bell Tire. <laughs> Bell Tire. <laughs> I know a guy. 
brought to you by can i talk to you over here for a second that's the john mayer joke oh john mayer dude he has this uh instagram show called current mood yeah and he has a segment called can i talk to you over here for a second yeah and he'll be like dr pepper or it'll be like mexican restaurants like giving you their own tabasco can i talk to you over here for a second and then he just like makes some social i mean he just comments on something mundane you know what i mean or it'll be like chunky peanut butter can i talk to you over here for a second why do you gotta have so many nuts in there you know what i mean john mayer i'm gonna edit this whole thing out why i'm just joking edit it all out i say that whenever i say something really dumb and i ramble i'm like i'm editing this out do it but i never do i uh john mary you were saying i have i was recently in the thick of it editing a podcast and that takes a lot of time you have, you have to like listen to the podcast fully through well multiple times just taking out on- some ums and likes and some some parts that just are unnecessary. Yeah, but do you feel like those things occur naturally in a conversation? Do you feel like you need to really get rid of all of them? Yeah, I I was listening to the conversation that I was editing and cutting out some of the ums and the long pauses made everything flow very nicely. Okay. Um, just like that um, I would cut that because it was useless. Oh, I see. Yeah, that would take forever. Oh yeah, it takes forever, but it's. I think it's worth it. Um, and I recently got a software that gets rid of the those mouth noises. I'm going to do a bunch. If you don't appreciate mouth noises, please hit mute or something. They sound like this. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's reverse ASMR. But I, uh, yeah, I can take those out. And it's bananas. What's the software? Uh, it's, it's, uh... I am forgetting the name of it. Um, get back to me about that. <laughs> okay. I'm not editing that out either. Um. Um. Nah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I, don't know I probably will never use it. It's great. Now, if I were in your position and then I was like producing for somebody else, then yeah, I would probably take more time to edit it out yeah. and everything. But the fact is, I kind of just like the uh haphazard nature of this yeah i think it's just a different vibe yeah i'd say sure i think coming from audio tree that's they want it to be of a more professional thing whereas this the diy nature of it is inherent in the aesthetic of it yeah you know yeah why don't you tell everybody what you were producing it's a well it's a podcast that is uh i'm i'm working with nate from audio tree presents and yeah, we're doing a lot of interviews. Not sure what it's called yet at this moment. Um, we are in the process. We're about to start Floyd doing friends. post-production. Floyd and friends. <laughs> I'm not the interviewer. Floyd I'm just Christmas. sitting behind a computer and hitting record. Do you even get a mic? Nope. One day. I there. One day. Yeah, there are a few parts that I'd probably benefit from having me with a mic. Ooh, people are flipping each other off. This is not very Christian of all them. But that's okay. This is a loving... There are a lot of middle fingers in here. Not this at Target. It's half off. God. Um, Yeah. Doing that podcast. Not sure what it's going to be called yet, but it's been really fun. And I've always wanted to work on a podcast, so it's a dream come true. Sorry I couldn't make it happen for you here. How dare you? You know, I just... 
for those of you who don't know, Tyler was just messaging me every day, every day. when I first announced the podcast. Like, dude, you won't regret it. Just let me produce it, man. Yep. And I was just like, God. Just, <laughs> but, but you know what? It wasn't meant on. to be. Yep. It wasn't meant to be. Now you're on to bigger and better things. Bigger. <laughs> Working for Capitol Records, doing well, uh, that podcast. <laughs> well, we'll see how this podcast goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for you, dude. I'm, I'm interested to see what we do next. We have a lot of cool interviews that are possibly gonna happen soon but Tight. i can't talk about them oh uh, man isn't that the best when you have secrets yeah secrets they are no fun yeah, yeah they are they're secret to have them i mean they're fun to have them some i don't know well, sometimes i just want to tell yeah, people yeah. yeah but it's okay uh you know what secret i do like is secret grief secret grief so good well, that's no secret i miss secret grief what a band change the name to grief no. <laughs> Secret Grief. Do you know where that name comes from? No. It's from The Great Gatsby. Really? You can find that I've you can find book. Secret Grief in the on the very first page. Oh wow. And that is one of my uh It's one of my books that I read in high school. I don't want to say it's one of my favorite books of all time. I don't not like it, but there's just so many other books that I like more. Yeah. I like This Side of Paradise more than uh, Great Gatsby. I do not know that book. That's that's uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's, I think, maybe his first novel. Okay. But um, I just I, like the characters better. And I know Great Gatsby is one of Scott from Secret Grief's favorite books. Oh, okay. uh, And so I, on one of my favorite books, <laughs> I'm being made fun <laughs> of right now. Say that again books are for losers oh wow jacob Hanlon. all right jake's jake's canceled dude um how many pots have you smoking dude <laughs> that's illegal <laughs> it's illegal here i gotta use the bathroom you want to jump on this sure here all right all right tyler watch your phones yeah nice exactly okay what's up tyler what are we talking about i don't know what do you want to talk about um, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> what? Wait, what am I doing? Why are we talking about Dane oh, Cook? It. No, I can't fully bring it down. <laughs> the year is 2019. We're doing a lot we're talking of about Dane Cook. <laughs> Dane that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why they're talking about Okay, so let's talk about the war on Christmas. Okay. The war on commercialism, you no, mean? No, no, no. The war on Christmas. Okay. Uh, people are trying to take our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ out of Christmas. Yeah, okay. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't really care, to be honest. Really? Okay. Um. Well, <laughs> honestly, please don't talk about the Bible. The Bible says to keep the Christ in Christmas. Does that actually say that? Is that it really? literally that? said no? <laughs> Why would it say that? That would be some. I would really see. I'm, see, I believe that. It's, yeah, see, I would totally believe that. You know. God. Um. Yeah. Uh. It's it, it's the birthday of our Lord and Savior. It's com- coming up, and I think we need to. What I oh, I got him. Uh, I I forgot to get him a present. Yeah, but you hey, know what? That's, listen, it's fine. Hey, listen. You know what I think? I think that Christmas is a time where we all just need to celebrate Jesus. You know? Okay. Yes. Keep the Christ. Uh, in Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's, a, he's a, you know, a great man once said, Shakeem the Christ in Christmas. Amen. Amen to that, bro. Oh, man. This is now a religious podcast. Personally, I like what they did with all the small things. Wait, they did all the small things? The first one. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, OG Kids Bob. Honestly, hot take? <laughs> kind of bangs. Whoa. It's kind of it's sick. That's... I feel like that's a hot take. I think that's a hot take. Uh, Is there like a golden year? Literally just the first one. Hmm? Yeah, no, it it got nothing but worse from from two onwards. <laughs> I need to say something profound for the people who are listening. I'm looking at a camera that is filming. I believe me. That's some depth. If you, I need you to think about that depth real quick because like that's like. Yeah. That's two different mediums, you know. Awesome. Cool. All right. What what should we talk about? I don't know. Okay, okay. Here's, let's talk let's talk about this. No. Okay. So Hey, can we talk about the Mandalorian really quick? I dude, I don't know shit about Well, okay, let me talk about it. It's a good show. That's about it. It's okay, a, cool. All right, that's all. Okay, for sure. It's <laughs> it's got Baby Yoda, and it's got Mandalorian. It's Baby Yoda, dude. Whatever. And no, it's it's the all same right. Yoda. It's the same Yoda. Okay, who 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 do you want uh, to be the Democratic nominee for president? Po- so we're gonna do religion. and We're Let's gonna go. do politics yeah. right now. We're getting heavy. Heavy politics, come on. Uh, personally, I like... Uh, uh, okay, we're both for Joe Biden, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, no, 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 no. Kind of like... Uh, <laughs> Ooh. What's that guy that has a boot on his head? I like it. Vermin <laughs> Supreme. <laughs> yeah. Is he running this year? I heard he runs every God, time. God, I hope not. Isn't he from like Vermont or some shit? Same as Bernie, right? He's from Baltimore. Oh, he's from Baltimore. He has a Vermin Supreme. Yeah, I'm voting for Vermin uh, Supreme this uh, next year. What? What is he? <gasps> Wait, for real? So he's DIY? Vermin Supreme is an art school dropout. He's DIY. He look up his look up, look him up. Um. Yeah, Vermin Supreme. I think fucking love that guy. Boothead no, 2020. Uh, Boothead 2020. I don't want the volume up. <laughs> um. So uh, the 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 nominee, I I, I I'm kind of in between people. I am fake. Uh, say it again. Uh, yeah, Bernie's great. I'm also uh for Warren. Bernie's old as shit. I I would choose either of them honestly. Uh, they both have good qualities. I would, right now I'm kind of leaning towards Bernie, but I could switch. In Burntastic. A day. Uh, yeah, I would be satisfied too. I think I'm I'm kind of afraid right now at this current on this current day 
the 21st of December. I'm in the year very of our worried. Lord. In the year of our Lord, 2019. Uh, I- I'm kind of worried that it's going to be Buttigieg. Mayor Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana. Cool. Thought we were already friends. For sure. But that's politics. I'm sure Brian will be happy about that. (coughs) Oh, it's one of these dangles. I've never seen one in person. All right. uh, If you're listening to this interview, what should we talk about? I'll wait for you to answer. With the normal one, but also put it on TV. You know? This is pretty sick, though. I have only had Red Bull in a mixed drink, and that was about it. It's okay. I should really have my foot here, probably, but, you know. How would you rate Brian's sweater game? Brian does have a pretty good sweater today. I'd say probably, like, a pretty good out of ten. Okay. That's okay. what I give it. Ooh, Jacob. What? Are you, uh, are you stoked for the future with Dogleg? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're doing some really cool stuff. We got that California tour with Glass Beach. Cool. Anything else you can announce? <laughs> Live on air with Terry Gross. Who the fuck's Terry Gross? Excuse me? He doesn't know who Terry Gross is. It's not okay. Thank you, Mac. All right. That's... You have snake bites? No, because I never have them both here at the same time. But now there's two holes. <laughs> two holes. Cheese. Dangles. We we talked about religion, we talked about politics, we talked about Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. How much did we talk about religion? Not much. We just need to keep the Christ in Christmas. The stars are brightly shining. God. Sorry. What's your favorite color? We'll start off there. Purple. Purple? Okay. Um, how was tour? Tour was pretty good. Uh what was the what was the route? Uh Kentucky, then um Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. Tallahassee, Orlando, Atlanta. Myrtle Beach, nice, and Charlotte, and then we went home. So we went, drove a lot of miles in a short, relatively short amount of time, but it was fun. Yeah, and the shows were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did we even say who you are? This is Jake. Yeah, it's me. I play drums in a band called Dogleg. In a dog leg, dog yeah. leg in Columbia. Yeah. Uh, was there like a particular show on that run that stood out? Uh, I had a lot of fun at the Atlanta show where we played with Commander Salamander and Guitar Fight from Fooly Cooly. That was really fun. That's tight. That was really fun. But also the Charlotte show with Gami and Sheen was sick too. Oh, sweet. Any thought, more thought into that solo guitar driven project that you were talking about? Yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm, it's probably, it's probably going to be a 2020 thing. I gotcha. Do you have a name for it, or do you think just like your first project? Name? Yeah, I really like. I'm really into the name Close Combat right now. Close Combat. Yeah, it's a Pokemon move. Is it? Yeah, it's a fighting type move. I've been out of the game for a while, yeah. dude. Close Combat. So you just got back? Did you just get back like yesterday? Uh, about like two days ago. Oh, two days ago. Already playing back with Parkway. Mm-hmm. Didn't even practice. 
Doesn't need it. Well, we it. practiced today. Doesn't need it. That's yeah, okay. That's good. Yeah, you guys sounded really good, dude. Yeah, we sounded pretty good, I think. Whoa. I'm tired as shit. So am I, dude. I'm really beat. That's the one thing about like these big shows. It's a lot of fun to play. I just get exhausted just being around this many people. Yeah, I get tired a lot like really quickly, too. Sensory. I don't know why I get tired so quickly. I sleep a lot. I love like whenever I do podcast episodes at like events like this. Towards the end of it, you can really tell that I'm dying down. Yeah. Especially when I've done like all day ones. It's just it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, it'll get to be like nine o'clock and I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna wrap this shit up. Yeah. Don't wanna have to edit too much tomorrow because that kind of sucks. Yeah. This actually won't be out for a while. Two or three weeks, yeah. Because yeah. it's technically the fiftieth episode, but I still have to put out more episodes that to make it the fiftieth episode. Right. So or I could just say fuck it and say I don't need to have a special fiftieth episode, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be out whenever. Within a month. <sighs> well, I think I'm gonna wrap her up. Yeah, did you have any more questions? Um not really. I mean why the attitude? Basically. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just fucking with you, dude. Are those the same glasses you had the other day? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they are. Like These are my go to's for sure. I'm embarrassed to say that I thought you were playing the uh, the vibe yeah when you guys first started playing I was yeah. like wait Jake's the drummer and then yeah. I look and I saw you on the drums I was like wait a minute yeah is there two of them that wasn't my smartest moment that's okay that's fine <laughs> it's okay that's now fine I, now I feel better I, I, I have dumb, really dumb brain moments all the time too yeah I don't think I was no I definitely Ooh. didn't crushed slammed you but yeah I was trying to think when's the next tour California fuck yeah California second week of January end of January nice dude that's going until the second week of February sweet yeah it's like three weeks yeah nice long ass tour you guys got a van yeah we're getting a minivan a minivan. No, yeah, if nice. we're borrowing a minivan. It's gonna be sick. That's enough for you guys. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Sweet. We we got backlines for everything, so we won't have to bring drums. Oh, okay. So we'll have more room for personal stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Noah's about to be selling his minivan once it gets fixed. I'm like, I might buy that shit off you, dude. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Minivans are sick. Well, dude, because I have a lease too, so like. The miles so driving up yeah. to shit. Yeah, I can't like put miles on my car. Yeah, you can't like yeah. But, well, yeah, dude. Everyone go follow Jacob Hanlon. Yeah. Kid's hilarious. Yeah, go follow me. It's at underscore Jacob Hanlon on Twitter. That's all. That's the only Not social, on social media. media. I didn't mean on social media. No, you should definitely I follow Follow him. You should definitely follow me on the. I should would. definitely follow me on social media. Anyways. I would. All right, dude. I'm going to hit pause. All right, quick break to remind you of those shows. February 4th, The Standby, Koopa Kid, Map the Park, Bombastic Dream Pussy. Uh, February 6th, Acoustic, Thank You, I'm Sorry, Nest Lake, Boyfrienders, Something Missing, also at Pat's. February 8th, Ship and Sail, Young Ritual, Holy Profane, Big Vic, and A Daydream Solo at Pat's. And then February 9th, Mover Shaker, Nice, Bombastic Dream Pussy, Boyfrienders, and Dogleg at the Sanctuary. Okay, so what's your name? Uh, my name is Ian. Ian, and you live here at the Summit Shack. Yeah. So, how long, for has it been known as the Summit Shack the entire time you've lived here? No. 
Okay, so what was it like before? <laughs> uh, before it was the Summit Shack, it was called the Pentagon because there were five dudes that lived here. Uh, so it also had a name. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like evolved with many names like uh, like over the years. It's it's pretty funny. I, uh, I met Connor, I think, back in 2011. Okay. Um, like, I think it was like his freshman or sophomore year at uh, BGSU and it was my uh, freshman year there. And um, we met up like um, through like uh, just like a student org on campus, and um, neither of us were super like good old uh, student orgs. Yeah, right. <laughs> None of us were super um, into the like, the music scene yet at that point. But um, since then, like Connor and I, were you like, hoping talk. to be though? Or um, I've always been a little bit like involved with just like um, not necessarily music scene. Um, I do like uh, audio for live theater, so like I oh, okay. like behind the board, like oh, musicals sweet, sweet, and sweet. Like, that kind of stuff. Um, at the very beginning of the check, like I was the board guy. Um, gotcha. And, like, I kind of stopped doing that um, just because it was like a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but uh, right now, um, yeah, I don't know. Like um, the shack probably came about within like the last like three years. Um, I'm actually the one that came up with the name for it also. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they were going to call it the Leaky Tarp originally because they had like these big like, we had like a, a covered pathway from like the back porch to the garage door opening. Okay. So it was like, you know, if it was raining out, you could walk <laughs> from outside into the garage without yeah. getting in the rain, you know. Um, they scrapped that pretty quick. <laughs> uh, it was just like too yeah. much. Like, Summit Shack's really a better name. Here. Yeah. Um, I thought Summit Shack was like super catchy, like really memorable like it's on the corner works of, like, with that logo too yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's on the corner of summit and evers too which like in my head was kind of like everest like oh yeah dude and so i was like okay like summit check you know like it yeah, rolls off sweet. the tongue you know um yeah they kind of told me the the origin story of like how the show started to progress and everything mm-hmm. which is pretty wild yeah definitely like um i mean you know like early on like the garage is just like literally a storage like yeah like it was just so full of crap that like nobody could move like in there like it was like you would be around like the edges like if you open the door but um right we got it cleaned out in like a day and a half thanks to the help of like some like 20 25 like of our friends oh nice to like help us move all this stuff out i don't even know if i have 25 friends all out into the driveway and like looked at everything like evaluated what we were going to keep what we weren't um but, you know, at the beginning, it was just, like, a big group effort, like, with us, like, Connor, Trey, myself, like, um, the original American Spirits, yeah. Kate, and then all of the uh, people that were affiliated with Sameco, which was, like, originally what the garage was going to be before the Summit Shack. Um, it was initially going to be, like, a place that people could come and collaborate with other artists, um, yeah, those whatever. are p- yeah, popping yeah, yeah. up more and more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were, originally we were going to be more like a collective kind of thing where like you could we had like a easel set up and stuff. Okay. We had like some like other stuff. We were thinking about putting a keyboard in there just for like people to mess around with. Um, but as like the spirits like started to get more like more and more like attraction in the yeah. area, um, we kind of just converted that from like being a space to like being a performance yeah, space yeah. So we could have yeah. other artists come and like perform it's a great like networking tool it's a yeah, great way to absolutely. like help build a scene well at this point you guys have definitely like become like the epicenter of like the diy scene around here it's crazy to, that um 
that you say that like everything like, I mean, comes I've, through here yeah you know? i know connor and like i've known connor since before this is a thing so it's like wild yeah. now that like the summit shack is like such a big um hub of like in such a area. small garage yeah, yeah it's such a small garage but such a big hub of like the midwest yeah it's crazy like if you would have told me that like the summit check was gonna be like talked about we had um a band here uh cliff diver from oklahoma like if you would have told me that there were bands from oklahoma gonna be coming to the summit check like right a couple years back i'd have been like whoa man like that's crazy right crazy but it's really cool um i say this to all i try to remember to say it to all like house venue operators because i was one at one point so like i really appreciate you guys like opening the house up yeah to, to all of us and yeah, no problem, man. Uh, my biggest complaint or my biggest thing that I would change about this house, if I could, would be a second bathroom. Oh, there's only the one upstairs. Pretty much, yeah. Dang. Um, but how many know, people live here? Uh, there's four of us right now. Uh, yeah. Myself, Kate, Connor, and um, we oh. have another roommate named Steve. Who um, he generally keeps himself. He works a lot, so he's not really here. He's not. I don't want to say, like, he's not supportive of the scene, but, like, you know, he's got his own stuff going on. He yeah. comes to the shows when he can, but, like, it's not, like, his top priority. Gotcha. Um, yeah, man, it, I don't you know. You guys have, I, like, a master, like, a Google calendar or something so you can all see when there's going to be a show? Or? I think so, yeah. Connor keeps track of it. Um, he's, like, uh, his, like, day job, I guess, is an accountant. Yeah. So, like, he's really good with keeping the books straight, like keeping all the dates organized like okay. he's a mastermind behind all yeah that. I, I envy that type of mind i need to be better about oh, yeah. that it's crazy how like connor has like so many things going on in his mind at one time and he's able to manage them so well you google know spreadsheets dude yeah right so. google spreadsheets i sent him this meme a while ago that was like it was a picture of the guy holding the big stone ball over his back and he was uh it was just like the financial world and then it's like it was being held up by like Google spreadsheets uh, or like Microsoft Excel and I was yeah. like that's so funny. That's accurate. Um But yeah man, I don't know. I love running the shack, helping these guys out, like Do you play music yourself? Um I did produce a little bit, but okay. now mostly I try to stay on like the the mixing and the engineering mastering side. Kind yeah, of stuff. like the engineering a little bit. Um right now I'm working on the audio from our last big event diy prom Word, okay. uh, with loon bass um they're gonna use the audio that i mixed down for them um from the main stage to loon bass is someone i wanted to get in yeah, contact yeah. with i can actually go see if i can locate one of them for you right now. that'd be awesome yeah because yeah, i've been watching them from afar and i wanted to maybe have them on the podcast and like maybe do like a swap like oh yeah like definitely loon bass is definitely good people i've helped them out with a couple of things like they sometimes come to me when they need like an extra audio hand or something like yeah that. um yeah. Sweet. All right, man. Thanks yeah, so much. I'll, yeah, for sure, dude. Ian, right? Okay, so what was your name? I'm Chance. Chance? That's right. That's right. Okay. And you're so, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been uh, peripherally aware of Loom Base Studios for a while, ever since I started, like, once I realized there was a DIY scene and I realized that, like, started to, you know, you start researching, like, who's all involved and I came across Summit Shack and then you guys saw so you guys working together a lot. And I really like uh, what you guys do. I just, oh, thank you know, you. I just wanted to tell you. Um, I've seen some of the music videos, like the equipment uh, music video for their. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that looked like it was a lot of fun. And I was just curious, like, how did you guys, how to get who who all is it, and like how did it get started? Uh, so Loom Base is Taylor, Matt, and I. Okay. Um, Matt and I like started making music videos in four years ago. Four or three okay. years ago, 
Uh, and then like Taylor came in because we made an animation for Matt Caracas's like oh solo sweet. stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was the first animation we ever did. Uh, and ever since then, we just kind of been working together. Word. And that's uh that's why I moved in with them because. I spend most of my time working with them, so we right. just have like an editing suite downstairs in my room and an editing suite upstairs in Matt's room. Oh, well, that's great! Yeah, dude. That, I just moved into a new house. Oh yeah, well, it's like my one of my grandma's houses, and like I hit up two of my friends to come live with me. And not that I'm not happy with who lives with me, but I just realized like I could have tried to move my band into my house. That's we. That's our last living situation. We lived with our band. Yeah. I feel like that just makes rehearsing so much easier. Especially, especially. it's right in the living room. You just play yeah. whatever you want. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. So, um, when when it started, did it? Did you always want it to be something that was directly related to music, or do you do anything with it that's not associated with music at all? Uh, every now and then, we work like. Uh, well, so we work weddings sometimes too, because like that's how we make some extra yeah. money. Because. That's pretty it, sweet. It pays, uh, but then there's like random corporate gigs, which is not as fun. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's getting a paycheck so that you can support like the the creative side of things. Yeah, that, yeah you really want to do like, with it. You we know? don't have day jobs, so like, well, Taylor has a day job. She works with dogs. Right, dogs are great. So, so. that's like you're the equivalent of your day job. Yeah, would be to do that. That's, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's nice. It's, like winters are hard though. Winters are the uh, yeah. Winters are the cold seasons. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you just gotta. Oh, the tonight's great because, like, this is like the time of year usually when like not much is happening, and then there's a huge amount of people here tonight. Yeah, dude, it's wild. This is the biggest show I've ever played. Yeah. Easily. Hey, you're great too, by the way. What? You're great, by the way. Oh, thanks. I really enjoyed your band. Thank you. That's great, dude. Your drummer's like super dynamic, and uh, your music's very chill. Oh, thanks. This this pleases me. Hey, there's Taylor. Uh. Yeah, like, it's weird. I'm always a little bit self-conscious. Always. Because, well, one, just because I'm a musician, and that's just, like, par for the course. But, like, it's just a two-piece when we play live right now because we don't have all our members, and I have I hear the record, and there's like, mul- there's, like, a bass part, there's more guitar, there's, like, a piano part. Yeah. And it just feels like... Uh, I mean, I, I believe people when they say they liked it. But you know, you know the, like the other layers. That yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So go check out the recordings; those are good too. Yeah, I mean it's. But thank you, I, I appreciate yeah. it. I can't. I just. I'm really impatient. I can't wait until the other members are like learned, like they yeah. they know the parts and they're ready to go. Because then I feel like we'll really be able to, you know, maybe get some people that see us who don't know who we are. Maybe then they want to come out to a show later because they liked us. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, appreciate it. Um, have you been uh, shooting the whole show? Yeah, we just uh, so we're gonna do like kind of like a recap video tonight, like oh, just trying sweet. out different content stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, we just been shoot. We shot a lot of Gami. Got like yeah, I feel like almost their whole set. Nice, because there was a lot of energy. Oh yeah, cool. for sure. Uh, got a lot of everyone tonight. So like, nice. Although it's only well, we've only been through four bands, so right. Just, yeah. Right. Yeah, so do you guys, are you, like, if other bands listen to this and they're interested in your services, are you, like, for hire? Oh, yeah, Things like that? Like, uh, we're finishing up a music video for the Grievance Club right now that's, like, a hybrid between animation and stuff. Okay. uh, We'll take on music videos anytime. Because I literally, I'll probably be a client. Oh, sick. (laughs) I I have, like, a full, like, I can explain off the, uh, once we stop recording, like, what the idea is, but I have, like, a full idea, which... 
you know, if I did work with you guys, I would be open to you guys's your suggestions or maybe like that's like what we do best. production changes you know what i mean like changing like the the ideas a little bit or adding ideas i'm open to that that's, that's like what we like i think that's all right my, myself mostly like my favorite way of working is like when a band has an idea and yeah we can just work to make it like happen because like right that way we can focus on production stuff yeah and like they have like the like uh the equipment video video was yeah. really fun to do because uh nick directed that so like oh. I just focused on camera the whole time and Matt yeah. just focused on lights. See, that's kind of the role I feel like I would I would take just based on like how my brain works. Yeah. Basically like I have an idea of what I want and how I want it to look and kind of, kind of want it You have a vision already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and you know but, the song very well too. Yeah. But like I said, I'm open to the people who like on the technical side of things know what they're doing when I don't. And also it's just other creative people. Sometimes it's nice to have someone else's idea. Yeah. It can even make it make your own better or be better than your own idea. Agreed. Collaborative you know? work is really good. So that video was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh yeah. I really I, enjoyed the story that Nick I'm, made. Yeah, I thought it was I laughed a bunch of times. I'm curious, like, do you guys is humor like a, a common thread or did you guys ever get into like serious work not serious you know uh, what I mean like yeah. less less humor inherent in it I'm not sure like what's the most serious thing we've ever did commercials well yeah what's the most serious <laughs> music video we've ever done um, I feel like I don't know what the the spirits videos count as because those are like kind of okay I haven't seen those Past video had a really serious storyline, I think. Kinda, yeah. Which one? And that one stayed pretty uh, on track. So much time has passed. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know. There's like humorous elements to it. Like, I don't know. Uh, we like making spooky things. Those are okay. always fun. But like, I feel like those are kind of still funny because like horror is kind of funny. Yeah. The one I want to make is like it's got like serious overtones, but there's little moments that there's like dry humor in it. Yeah. Or, or like sad humor. There's like a, there's like know? a thing like where like the best comedies are like the serious mo- like things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely hit you up. Um, do you have any um, any plans or any uh, conceptions of like what where you'll be in the future? Maybe like a few years from now with this. Do you have any like goals? Uh, goals: buy more groceries. <laughs> more groceries. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh I think that's where keep my the main lights goal. on I, l- I like what we're doing now though like I like shooting the festivals and yeah. shooting music videos so like if I can keep doing that at least be still stoked on it just maybe with a better camera or bigger budgets would you ever want to like branch out and have like more people working yeah like, like under that name sort having, of thing like, having more people to like help with things is never a bad thing yeah cause like any of the we like being able to employ our friends like yeah. it's really nice to be able to yeah. have talented friends and be able to like help them support what they love doing. Right. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, we've got like so we've got our main core, but then we've got the people that we always will contact where it's like shit. We need audio. Shit, we need animation. Like, right. 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 To be able to support them in the same way we want to be supported. Yeah. Now a lot of people, I I totally get that. A lot of people have asked me like, told me I should do video with the yeah. podcast, and I'm just like, I need more people to do that. Yeah. You know. Like our bare bones is like the three of us, but like that's like yeah. the minimum. It's just it's yeah for me to like try to do this and play in a band and go to have a job and shit to like add the 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 other layer of like doing video and getting that right and it's a whole other editing process. It's like nah, I'm just gonna do the podcast once in a while maybe. Um, you know who knows now that I even know you guys maybe if I ever want to like 
film something, like film a podcast episode, I'll hit you guys up. So eventually, I want to do uh, podcasts that are like actually like live, like during the show, nice. like on stage, where like you know we do a yeah, yeah. Well, stream it over the PA. I wouldn't stream it live. Yeah. But I would, you know, stream it over okay. the PA. You know, like when, you know, other podcasts like Armchair Expert or something. Yeah. They'll go and they'll actually be in a theater and they'll do a podcast. Something like that. But not as long. Maybe like 15, 20 minutes before a show or something. That's a cool, that's a cool opening idea. Like, even yeah. like open with it and then like close with it. Yeah. And then have like, yeah. uh, you know, be able to, if, if anybody in the crowd wants to ask the bands a question, like they have the microphone and they can do that. Oh, that'd be cool. So like they that's can be a part. Nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. I think that would be something cool to film. You, know you should record I mean? that idea and write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Will I ever listen a hundred minutes into this episode? We'll Ooh, see. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, How long have you been recording? Uh, well, on and off, but we're getting close to two hours. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to edit some of it out because there was some obvious bullshit in there. Yeah. Like, bullshit at one point, no, no. At one, no, at one point I got up and then oh, someone else had the mic. Yeah, yeah I and I just went to the bathroom that. and... Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be it was uh, interesting. unlistenable. Could even get me pulled. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I guess... I'm where, drawing a blank on it. Where can we find you at? Like, so we drive oh. between Chicago and here a lot. Yeah. BG, so like, we listen to a lot of podcasts, but the main place I listen to. Oh, is, uh, okay. Google Play. I think that's what we're on that. Are you on that? Yep. Hell I'm yeah. on that. Sweet. I'm on we're Spotify. Going to Arizona. We'll put you in our playlist. Sweet. Twenty fifty-two hour drive. Yeah. At least. Oh shit. Yeah. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the yeah. all the major ones. We um, like being able to pitch you. What? <laughs> we want to make you pitch yourself on your own show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is like a, an oxymoron because if you're listening to the show, you've already you're, found you're it. You already know where it's at. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And then you should probably do the same, right? Yeah. Where can people find you? We're on Facebook, yep. YouTube. Yep. I'm just going to let you keep guessing. Instagram. Kind of. Kind of on Instagram. Uh, Grams- we're technically on Twitter. Yeah, except I don't think we have a password anymore. Yeah, so don't go to Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a Twitter, but I haven't used it yet, so I don't know if I should really count that. Uh, YouTube, yeah. <laughs> YouTube and Facebook. and Facebook are our most reliable forms of social media. Okay. They let you put out the most videos. Yeah. We follow the Summit Shack because we usually work with them. They update with us, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how I heard about you guys. And follow in a daydream at in a daydream. No, I feel like Matt wants me to say the phones too. That's our band. The phones. Yeah. Okay. I think I actually follow. We follow each other. Oh, our, nice. our bands do. Matt leads the social media. I'm not oh, okay. very good with the social media, so like, I spend a lot of time just sitting at my computer, just editing stuff. So I like. Oh, okay. I'm surprised when like I hear people have seen like the videos. I'm like, oh wow. I'm like, <laughs> Sweet. I'm, I'm not just sitting in my room alone. Like. Right. That's because you screen. don't post them. Usually the process is that like it goes from one room yeah. to the next room of the apartment to the upstairs of the apartment. Yeah. Uh, There's a whole workflow in the house. Yeah, there really is. But the it's great because you can yell down the hallway and say, hey, did you upload that thing yet? <laughs> yeah. That's a good system. Or just like put a note, tie it to a cat. Very uh, accountable. Yeah. Hmm? Full of great ideas. Oh, my God. That's what we're trying to do with the dog. A dog? With the dog, yeah. We were oh. just going to tie notes to the dog and then say, go to chance. Actually, that probably worked the best. Yeah. Yeah, dog's dog's more likely to listen. Well, okay, I think I'm going to wrap this up because Sick. I'm approaching 
too long territory. Yeah, you got a lot of a lot of a lot of things in there. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice to talk to you guys and it was nice to meet you also. It's neat being on the interview you side. On the yeah, in- you I thought you were gonna say it's neat being on the internet. <laughs> it is neat being on the internet, that is true. Yeah. All right, I like here we both. Go. Okay, I think I'm gonna that's gonna be it for this episode, everybody. Um definitely a long one. Um I'm gonna have Tyler send us out. Thank you for listening. This has been Ira Glass with This American Life. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, everybody.